So I, I, I'm here for the young people. I'm here for the elementary, high school, university kids. I relate to them because I am inside a little child. One of the funny things at work here, I would start off with, and I call somebody, I say, have a great day. And they say, well, that's how you end a conversation, not how you begin it. And I says, well, my name's Bob. It's the same forward and the same backwards. So someone said, where do you get all of your energy from? Okay. Well, it definitely comes from the spirit. It's a spiritual energy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the After Party Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Dumo, in the house, and I got my co-host in the house. It's your boy, Dwight, or the good guy. What's up? What's up? Amazing. For those of you who are just joining us for the very first time, if this is your first time being on the podcast, welcome to the podcast. This is where we talk about business, motivation, everything in between, and we like to have wonderful guests as well. So speaking about amazing guests, we have someone special here with us today. And some of you may know him. If you live in our city, you might know him as Dancing Bob. Some of you may not know him. But anyways, this is an interesting person. I'll just let him to introduce himself. Okay. Well, my official name is Robert William Pierce. But uh, actually, in high school, they called me uh, one of the grade nines, nickname, who just retired at Luther. I nicknamed me Smiling Bob. And then over time, at our family business here, I visited with lots of people and uh, became Babbling Bob, and now I'm Dancing Bob. <laughs> so I get it with the Babbling, I smile, and I dance a lot. Casino shows, they actually call me Sir Dancelot, and I call them Sir, Sir Curity. Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> so basically, your name has evolved over the years. It is. Well, just Bob, Bob is good. But that's, okay. Uh, okay, we'll call what you, you Bob. What do you prefer, though, Babbling Bob or Dancing Bob? Uh, actually, <laughs> Dancing Bob sounds way better. Dancing Bob. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, everybody, make sure you grab yourself a drink, get comfortable. We're going hot today. We want to find out more about Dancing Bob because he's an interesting guy. A lot of you might know him as the guy who's always dancing around the streets and everything, but I know there's a lot more to him than that. So that's what we're here to find out. So we'll be right back with you after the intro. Ooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Oh, by the way, for some of you who have seen us before, you may notice that this is a different environment than what we're normally um, used to. And that's because we took the podcast to Bob's house today. And it's our pleasure to have you in our midst here because um, just a little background. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for quite a while. He doesn't know about this, but we've yeah. been trying to like <laughs> get him on the podcast. I remember one time my co-host was... Um, you were at the gym, was yeah, it? At the gym, at the sauna, mm -hmm. and then we were gonna get him, and then we couldn't find him at the gym anymore. And then I kept <laughs> tracking him down, and every single time I I heard he was at a place, I'd run to that place, and then he'd be gone. And I'm like, Did you know? the crazy thing is, like, there was this one stretch of week where I was seeing him at the sauna, like back to back, where you're just hitting yeah. at the same times. Mm -hmm. And then the one time I just he just disappeared. <laughs> but like I'm like damn maybe I start to start diving maybe he's not going to the sauna and he's like back to the diving because you told me you dive right I bore I dive tower dive and board dive yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. just by learning by just by watching other people yeah, yeah. that's yeah. incredible for your age yeah yeah that's incredible and and then finally we found you I was DJing at uh, Ballers and he just 
started dancing. I was like, oh my God, this is Dancing Bob. This is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, welcome on the show. And tomorrow is your birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we brought you something special. Now, as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you notice he doesn't have a shirt on. And that's usually how he operates. He doesn't like to have a shirt on. So I don't know how often you're going to wear this hoodie. But we thought it'd be nice to give you a birthday present. This is called the After Party Podcast Hoodie. That's lovely. So, wanna... That's lovely. Yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. Whenever you feel like putting on a, a hoodie Perfect. or a shirt. Okay, you know. well, we'll put, we'll put it this way. I think right now we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave it the way I am. Okay. But definitely what, I, what I'll do is I'll wear this on my birthday. Oh, oh yeah, nice. How's that sound? What's your birthday plans? Yeah. My birthday, plan? I have none yet. No dinner, none, nothing? No, I put it this way. We'll see what happens. Mm. I'm going to let upstairs decide that. I usually go as the spirit moves me. Okay. Okay. And so wherever I end up, even like you guys coming here, it's very, very special. Oh, special maybe this is like have. a birthday I feel, gift. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel honored you guys asked me because uh, you know it's uh, it's very you know, put it this way I'm very very blessed. Thank you for uh, asking me to come. Of course, I don't I don't consider when people people say uh, what's it like to be famous. I says well I I tell them I don't know because I don't carry a cell phone. Yeah, I'm not connected to the online world at all. I disengage mm-hmm. from radio, TV, newspaper. When I was 28 in the online world, like I said, I just don't have a phone. I just want to be totally disconnected and just meet people face to face. And usually when I look at people in the eye, like mm-hmm. in your eye, we're all a reflection of one another. Yeah. You know, when we look into somebody's eyes, our souls are there. And uh, so we it's just a reflection. So so you, you like life like that, just being off the grid? Off the grid, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be from one day to the next. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I have five things I might want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, upstairs decides, no, you're not going to be doing any of those things. Because, you know, I'll just be, uh, well, just give an example. I went over to the Sask Hotel to check on... Uh, my grandpa worked. My grandpa worked over there. He was the head waiter at uh, Sask Hotel mm-hmm. for for from the 30s right up to the 80s. So he looked after royalty and diplomats. And uh, my mom, who I have the gift to dance from, yeah, uh, grandma was also a server. So a family of six was raised on tips. And grandma and grandpa never had a driver's license. They walked or oh. bike to work every day. No way. Yeah. Really. Really. Really, my grandpa on the other side, when dad started our family business here in 1963, mm-hmm. uh, grandpa. We got the house built on 1312 McTavish Street in 1928. Wow. And when dad started our business here, I slept in the front porch and my sister slept in the breakfast nook off the kitchen. Wow. You know, so we went from that to having, uh, you know, our original cottage out at the beach. We moved out to the beach when I was 16, when I had my driver's license, I was going to Luther. Mm-hmm. So when I got into, you know, when I got to the driver's license, then we moved out there. Okay. I commuted, but usually I didn't go in, I didn't, I usually I was so busy playing basketball that I would just stay in town with my grandma and grandpa rather than yes. driving out to the beach. So yeah. like you mentioned like, because mostly everyone knows you for the dancing thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just mentioned like the gifted dance. So like, can you go into detail about what the gifted dance is and like a little okay. bit of background? Well, the, gi- the gifted dance that I have is a special gift from, well, I didn't even know I had the gift when I was young. Other than the fact that when music played, like when I, like I know my mom loved to dance and her friend Eileen loved to dance. And uh, so actually Eileen and Ken, they introduced my mom and dad on a blind date. And my dad, you know, like, so mom, you know, when they talked about the, sh- the, the song by, I think it's Pet Shop Boys, East End Girl, e- West End. Anyways, we st- it's East, me, I mean, my story is East End Girls okay. and West End Boys. Okay. So my dad got together with my mom and ni- they got married in 1956, August 22nd. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so dad was on a dancer. So my dad was A-OK with mom dancing everywhere with her friend Eileen. Mm-hmm. So before I was born, mom was pregnant and uh, mom and dad listened to music all the time. Her favorite artist was Elvis Presley. So this is what it was. My training for dancing was in the womb. 
before I was even born. Oh, wow. So I talk about the heartbeat of the mother. Well, for me, I had the blessing of the heartbeat. I had the blessing of the footbeat from my mom dancing and all her movements, all her body movements. So all my movements are related to my mom's movements before I was born. So I mean, like, and so I popped out of the womb and when I was, when I was, uh, the, the first time I think they knew is when uh, I played, I ended up playing trumpet, Herb Albantier or Rhonda Brass, they played the song Zorba the Greek. And what I would do in the roughest room in the basement, I was run, I would run back and forth. I would run and I would jump and I'd run back to the other side and jump like through the whole song, just be going. And I would do it, it you know, I mean, I just keep going and going. And mom mm -hmm. dad said, well, where do you get this? <laughs> Couldn't understand where this energy came from. Yeah. But it was a special gift from the womb. I didn't realize that until years later that that's where it came from, from my mom before I was born. So dad passed away in 2000 and mom passed away uh, in 2017. Every time you dance, is it like the same dance you do or is it a different? I will dance to a song. Every time I dance to it, it's different. I'd never dance the same. I don't choreograph So you anything. never do the same dance twice? Never, never do the same dance twice, ever. The only song I ever choreographed is this one. My mom passed away. Like the heart attack I had, I had a heart attack October 12, 2017. Mm -hmm. Mom passed away October 16th and mom's sister passed away October 19th. Wow. On the 20th, I walked 10 miles that morning after a heart attack. I did the sermon, the eulogy, singing, I danced to Rock With You by Michael Jackson. Yeah. And the reason I did that song was the only song I'd ever choreographed a dance to was when I was 18, was that song. I actually choreographed a dance in, at, out at the beach. Yeah. I choreographed that, but other than that, I've never ever choreographed. And even I that well, I don't even know I, if I dance the rock with you now. Yeah, the, the, it's a combination of a few things that I did back then. But every time, you know, what what it comes down to is this: it's your energy, your, your energy, and your energy. That's what makes the dance. So you and feed off of the energy of other it, people it, around it's, you. It's, well, put it this way: I have a tremendous amount of energy, but my energy also keys into the positive energy like the smiles mm -hmm. the, the eye contact yeah that's why you know like I, that's why when when i'm looking you know at young people i mean i look at people because i want to look into their eyes because that's where the soul is uh, you know, so that's where i connect i like that i like that so you keep mentioning your mom a lot yeah would you say a lot of the dancing you do is in your way trying to honor her always just because always. she gave it's, you that gift always always honoring my mom and my dad, and really what I came to understand within the last month, it's the dancing is like, literally, it's the love of my mom for my dad. That's what you're seeing when I dance. That's amazing. It's in, in, in actual dancing motion. That's why it's so different every time because my mom, um, you know, I said about, my, about the smile, you mean name Smiling Bob? Well, my yeah. mom, if she smiled at you, like she smiled right from here. So when she smiled at you, from if you didn't heart. smile back, you were dead already. You know, there's no, there, you, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, like literally, I don't think anybody that ever looked at mom because, because she was just, it, it, her eyes just drew, you know, like, I mean, her eyes, her soul was so beautiful mm -hmm. she was such a pure heart. So do you remember like what year what, or when you started dancing like outside publicly? Because for me, I just only started noticing you like, I think it was probably like, was it last year, early last year or and, like, when did you start? Well, okay. What ended up happening was I was married 34 years and I have two daughters, 35 and 32. And when my wife left, I ended up moving in to look after my mom. There was a lady that lived across the hall from my mom. And so she looked after the complex that my mom was in. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I moved in with her. I was with her for two and a half years. And while well, my mom was still alive. So it was great because we played games, you know, went over there and played games. And I got, you know, so mom, I literally said when my dad passed away with pancreas cancer in 2000, I seen my mom pretty well. It, like she stayed out, he told the one thing that my dad taught me, this I'll share the love of my dad to my mom and to us, is we had three lots out at Buena Vista Beach. 
And he told mom when he had pancreas cancer, says, you got to sell the property out here. It's too much for mom to look after. So number one priority wasn't the legacy. Like we built everything out there. Mm -hmm. We went from having one little cottage to having a 20 by 40 pool, two by six seater whirlpool with passive solar that dad and I built, a two car garage. We had every, we did everything out there with our hands. I mean, even though I'm an you know, electrical engineer, but I, you know, I know how to wire, you know what I mean? Because my dad taught me carpentry, he taught me everything. You know, my dad, I'm, to a large degree, the athleticism of my dancing comes from my dad. Oh. Okay. Put it this way. Like, it's like heart and mind, you know, like, it's like, it's like the combination of my mom and dad, even though they both had both, mm -hmm. but they were both amazingly strong individually. So that's why I am what I am. I mean, with them and also the number, the, the, to why I became to a large degree successful in business, like becoming an engineer was because of my coach, Dick Stark, who came to Luther when grade 10. Okay. He was always watching. So I'd say, and he's like a second dad to me. When my dad had pancreas cancer, he mm -hmm. gave me uh, three books a week. I read three books a week for five months while my dad was dying of pancreas cancer. Wow. A different face and leadership. So, so with that, um, let's talk a little bit about your background. You said you were an engineer at some point. Okay. The reason I am who I am. Yeah. Is my mom and dad knew how to raise me. They knew that if they told me not to do something, I would probably do it. Grade eight, dad gave me a choice where to go to high school. And I looked at the brochure. Oh, I never knew anything about Luther until I was in grade eight. I says, well, I want to go there because LIT basketball, that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So I only knew one person. I went from there. I had a grade 11 girlfriend that believed in me. Next thing I know, I was president of the student body. By the time I got to grade 12, I was very blessed to win, you know, academic awards. So athletically yeah. and academically. So then what happened was after that, I ended up going, I had a scholarship to go to U of uh, Luther campus at the University of Regina. Right, yeah. So that, so basically from there, I ended up playing uh, basketball for the Cougars. And then from there, I, so I had my one year of, and then I, I took a lot of uh, um, mathematics, I took calculus, physics, stuff like that. And I also took uh, psychology, logic, uh, English. And I thought, well, no, I like stuff that where you have an answer to it. I don't like somebody's opinion telling me what my grade is going to be. So that's why this, and I was also gifted, very gifted in math and science. So, and then I, so then I went up to U of S and took oh. four years of electrical engineering. Yeah. So would you say you chose engineering because it was more, like you said, you loved something that was more definitive rather than having other people's opinions where that, it was. That's right. Well, what, what I learned from engineering is this, is that here at work, even, you know, people call me up and say, I've got a problem. It says no problems here, only challenges. Mm -hmm. It only becomes a problem when I can't solve it. Uh -huh. So just like you mentioned earlier, you said um, you have tremendous amount of energy and that tries to like bring people to you. It does. So what criteria do you use then? Like when people, because like you said, a lot of people just come to you normally it, with I, their I, energy. How okay, do you okay. um, separate like okay, the good you, I, from I, the I bad? I don't actually, because when I wake up in the morning, I'm like a phoenix. I resurrect from the ashes every morning. Every day is a new day. So when I go to sleep at night, I die. Like mm -hmm. really, when you, the, Jesus even referred to that. When you yeah. go to sleep at night, you die. I wake up. And every day is a new day. So I forgive and I start again. So what that means is there's people that'll talk this stuff, but most, most people never live it. Yeah. It says to forgive 70 times seven. It says to do good unto those who hate you and despitefully use you, bless those that persecute you. Yeah. It says those things and it's not, and it says to love your enemies, right? I think there's a little sign over there that says the love is the only force of turning an enemy into a friend. Yes. And so I have a clean sight every day. So as a little, like I'm like a little child, inside of me. Like I've never grown up. I mean, even though business wise, I mean, in terms of what I can, you know, do in terms of with electric motors and things like that, yeah. but in terms of the world, in terms of the financial world, um, I'm totally disconnected from that. You know yeah. I mean? So that are you retired or do you still work or 
Like, okay. Um, I'm officially, I'm not, I, I retired or still working. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. I would say that I've, every day I just give out the energy that I have. I, you know, take in food to provide for me. I, I guess you could say right now, I will not go back to what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. but my engineering vow that's over here, the, one of the things that I'm taking a stand on is this, my engineering vow says I will not be privy to bad work. This every, every, by the way, every engineer signs this vow. I will not be privy to bad workmanship or faulty material, and we're supposed to make everything perfect. We have the ability to make everything in this province, to be totally, we don't have to separate from the country mm-hmm. in the West. All we have to do is lead the country. In other words, step up and that's make everything in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Because we don't need to, I mean, even we have the best people I and mean, we have two of them right here. Well, thank, thank you, man. You. No, thank but you. really, I mean, your, your respect for me, what you do is you see the energy from my mom and you smile. And that brings a smile to your face. Your smile is, your, my mom's smiling back at me through you. Just like your eyes mm-hmm. are we're a reflection of one another. So our, it's our souls melding together and it creates unbelievable energy. So like, do you have hobbies? Like, so like, you don't really, like, what do you like say every day you have to do? Like something that you enjoy? Like, do you go to the movie theater? Do you watch movies? No, don't watch movies. So you really don't watch TV. I remember you were telling me. I don't watch TV. You no. haven't read a newspaper or watched TV I don't, what, or news in 20 what, years. When I watched, when I, when I was with my friend Carol, who I walked with every morning during COVID, like I met her at the field house. So we walked every morning during COVID for an hour and a half every morning. She was like a mom to me. They never had kids. She passed away October 22nd of, uh. 2021 actually one on youtube uh there was one thing dancing with her listen to the heart i think it was called where she danced where i danced with her wait so if i'm not mistaken i think you tell me you you ran for mayor at one point or something i ran for mayor so and like the, what was your plan for that and like if you did what was your plan my plan for mayor i i'm not interested in politics whatsoever the reason i ran for mayor is when i danced across the country with Def leopard i told them like i sent seven pages from i was moved after a band called, where this all started was, I, when what what happened was with when I when Leslie who I was with for two and a half years, right after I left, I moved into the shop, I basically into the into the basement at that time, just to, you know as a temporary place to sleep. It's not really official home because I mean it's a place to sleep because I, the only thing I do is sleep and eat, right? <laughs> you know, very simple. Life. You know, very simple. <laughs> sleep, eat, and dance. I guess, right? <laughs> So it's not complicated. So when you were running for mayor, did you find a lot of people just basically not taking you as seriously just because of the kind of lifestyle you have, like with the dancing and everything? I think like when how I made, did that go? I think I made, when I made the promise of no second wave of COVID-19, I think people made a question my, my sanity. But, mm. but you know, the thing, the thing is, is that I have a reason for everything that I say. Yeah. And I have, I have proof to back it. But the thing is, most people superficially look at you and, yeah. But, but what led to the mayor thing was uh, the frustration of dancing across the country with Def Leppard and having CTV News interview me in the basement, in my shop basement. I told oh, them like I, this? They did, well, the basement? Yeah, in the basement here. Okay. They came here. They were here for an hour. They did an interview with me. Okay. And the reason I ran for mayor, I even said in the video that I did, I was going to run against Trudeau in his own riding. I called it the David and Goliath story. Wow. I was going to take Trudeau down. I was going to run against Damn, him in his that own is riding. Nice, bro. That's a massive And I, I said, I'm going to take him down. I mean, I can't speak French, but I'm going to take him down. And the reason he has to be taken down is because he has, he has no respect for us. You know, it's a lack of respect. I mean, we have to have mutual respect for one Did another. Did you have like a plan though that you're... Well, no. What, okay. The plan was this. If they would have conveyed the true story, I, the, the story I told them was, I wanted 300, there's 338 ridings in this country. I wanted 338 independents to stand up 
and run in the different in different areas of this country so we could get get rid of this ridiculous party system we live under because it's ridiculous because if you if you have a voice yeah. you can't share your voice or else it's like shunning you know in some of the different faiths right they, in other words if you don't if you don't go along with their quote party line if you don't agree with us well they're going to toss you out the door so they're you shun run, you to make you leave you run so, as an independent right i was going to run as an independent okay against trudeau but now if the news was on our side which is not because after I did the thing and CD music, I Def Leppard loved it. I mean, to put the spotlight on me in Edmonton and Calgary, Joe shouted me out. Even somebody even recorded the shout out. Yeah. You know, which is great. But that's not why I did what I did. I care about this world. I care about our country. Mm-hmm. The thing about running for mayor, dude, I had, I had a stack of paper this thick from all the people that wanted something from me. And what I came to understand from the electoral system, what we live under, it's all about buying votes. That's all it's about. In other words, you know, because election contributions are 100% write-off, right? They should not be yeah. like that. There should be yeah. no write-offs. In fact, this is my belief, there should be no wage for any government, for any government official. This government that we have, it should be, number one, it should be just based on, you draw lots, you know, just basically put names in a hat and pick one. You know, like, you know, because right now, our electoral system that we have, in the biblically, there's no place where it says we elect anybody. When Judas did himself in, in the by biblically, they chose two, and they said, we don't know what's in their heart. So they drew a lot. One thing that I found out, and this was from watching one of your dancing videos. Yeah, I, go ahead. I think this was a time when you were trying to run for mayor. Uh, and I found out that a lot of people are actually very easily persuaded, you know, in their, in their decisions, just from the most random things. Like somebody mentioned on a comment that she was like, you know, maybe your policies might be great or everything, but just the fact that you were dancing like this makes me not want to vote for you. And I'm like, really, like you're going to say no to someone just because they dance, you know, it's, it's crazy how people just let their, their emotions just influence them so much when it comes to something like voting, you know? So like, did you experience that a lot in terms of like oh, yeah. so well, many people well, just like well, ignoring you because of your lifestyle? Okay. Well, there's a song by Def Leppard called, it's where love and hate collide. I have people that love me and I have people that hate me. Mm-hmm. The ones that hate me. Most of them are enslaved in their own lives. In other words, whatever, however they've lived their lives. I mean, and I'm not judging them. Yeah. But I'm saying my freedom doesn't agree with, with you know, with, 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 yeah. with they, what they consider to be normal. Mm-hmm. I'm abnormal. Right? But is that bad? We're all unique. And that's the thing. Yeah. We have to realize we're all special and yeah. we're all unique. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people come up to me. You know, I have so many young people come up to me and say, I love you. You know, I mean, I, t- I was shouted out by a basketball player in Moose Jaw. He was from Vanier. He literally, yeah, I, came, I told him I was going to come to his game. And this is the one thing that I, that I really believe in. So I, I, I'm here for the young people. I'm here for the elementary, high school, university kids. I relate to them because I am inside a little child. Yes, yes. That's, and how I, come, that's how come I relate to them. They'll sit down and they'll talk with me and they'll share things with me that they won't even share with their parents. Do you have, do you have like best friends, male friends or like... Do you have a social circle? I don't, you know, I tell you, I have a lot of people over the years, I have a lot of people that I've uh, been in touch with, but the people, they come and they go in my life. You know what I mean? I don't have a social circle. No, I don't. But there must be a point where you feel like when you're alone, you're like that. You you must feel lonely sometimes though. Actually, no. No, I don't actually. I mean, when you say alone, see, there's a difference between being alone and where you get depression. You, you, I'll tell you what my solution, I, when I was a kid, I'll, sh- I'll tell you the solution to depression. You know, nowadays they give pills, right? Everybody takes a pill. Yeah. And my solution to depression is this. Whenever I got down, I just reach out and help somebody. As soon as you get your mind off yourself, 
everything, all the depression goes away. That's that's a really interesting and way that, to put it. That's very simple. That's my that's how I live my life. When I when I and I have they put it this way, I have tremendously highs. I mean, I have highs that are through the roof, and I have lows. But it, it, yeah. you look at me, you wouldn't know that I'm going through those things. So it's your external. In other words, even at work, uh, one of the funny things at work here, I would start off with, and I call somebody, I say, "Have a great day." And they say, well, that's how you end a conversation, not how you begin it. <laughs> and it says, well, my name's Bob. It's the same forward and the same backwards. So, <laughs> so that should be okay, yeah. right? That's you interesting. Know, it's, but, but it's interesting Maybe I'll because, start doing that. Because what <laughs> happened was I actually went and seen some suppliers down east. And everywhere I go, I've been, when, I've been to Calgary to see suppliers. I've been to Winnipeg to see suppliers. I've been down east, down to the States. And you know what my opening line is? I say, when I walk in, it says, have a great day. It says, Bob, what are you doing here? <laughs> That's amazing. You know, and, and speaking <laughs> about you just bringing people in, I, I noticed yesterday I was at the bar and I was going to come talk to you. And then I just looked at you. Everyone was just around you. You were just like the center of attention at that time. You were just dancing and everyone was kind of like just dancing with you. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let him be. I'll just let Bob be Bob. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's not only that, you know, it's when when you, one of the other things, when people would call, when people would call me and ask me how my day is mm -hmm. and right away I'd say, excellent. Even though sometimes I might be in the lowest of low states, mm -hmm. but what happens is when you send out a positive vibe from the heart, it comes back. In other words, and then what what happens is that person lifts you up because they suddenly you've been instantly they might be having a bad day and suddenly they're feeling better, right? Because mm -hmm. they hear, "Oh, you're feeling excellent." Well, that's that's great. It's even I give an example at the shop here all the, all the time. What'll happen is they you know I'll ask them, "How are you doing?" And it says, "You don't want to know." I said, of course I want to know I care. And this is the big thing when I found is there's two types of people. I'll just give you a little example. There's people in this world that care and there's ones that blame. And the ones that blame are always say, you know, they're basically never accepting responsibility for their lives. They're always blaming the ones that care. And it's it, it's sad because, you know, I'll just give an example in your own life. So I'm sure you experienced this. Yeah. Where somebody comes up to you and says, well, uh, you know, you look at this person and suddenly they're contacting you. You haven't heard from them for a long time. Oh, yeah, you must want something. Because now you're visiting with me. I mean, everybody's <laughs> experienced that. But those, those are the kind, those are fair weather friends. Mm -hmm. The ones the ones that are usually the, have got your back are the ones that will never say. If you went to war, for example, if tomorrow we, let's say, for example, we're under attack right here, right now. Okay? I mean, you guys came here. I got your back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be there. I'll take the bullet. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll jump in front of you to take that bullet. And I do that for anybody. That's the way I was raised. My mm -hmm. mom and dad and my grandparents... They they had the kind of love where they most people don't have that kind of love. That's where the issue we have in this world is that unconditional love. And the reason I can give out what I give is because I was given that my whole life. That's that's unconditional, non-judgmental love. So, my what's whole some life. negative experiences you have you've had like so while you're out like someone come like while you're dancing or well one out year, there, okay you, know? you want to hear I'll I'll, t I'll share a good one with you. I was at the uh, last last show I went to at the casino was the Headstones. Anyways, this this uh, this this guy, he's over there, and he he, he basically says, uh, get out, he gives me the finger, right? Get here, okay? Says get out, you know, get out of my space. You know what? You know what I did? I didn't I didn't not confrontational. I says, well, I'll dance wherever I want, right? But then when I went up, I went up to him and I says, hey, I, I I whispered in his ear. I says, um, why why are you giving me the finger? You know, do you know that I dance in remembrance of my mom here, and uh, and literally, and you don't know me at all. So what mm. gives you the right? I mean, I could call security on you and get you booted out of here for abusing me because, I mean, people on the streets, for example, on a doubt in the corner during COVID, 
I mean, because I was dancing with the, you know, with the people that had the signs, I mean, I had some signs of my own, but they're giving you the finger. Well, they don't get out of their vehicle and come and talk to you. They just give you the finger. Now that's abuse. You know what I mean? When they're giving you the finger, they don't know anything about you. And when somebody gives you the finger, you sort of say, hey, there's got to be a reason why you're giving somebody the finger. Why are you so angry? You know, you know what I say when somebody gives me the finger? I says, love you. <laughs> you blow them a kiss. And I says, hey, I mean, and then they get even angrier. <laughs> so like, how, do you get angry? Like, yeah, is that your classic response when someone does something to you like that? Do you just I don't get it. I put it this way. I, I'll, I'll share a little, I'll share a story about my girlfriend. Uh, you know, she basically stumbled up behind me and she says, uh, she says, I, 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 you're, you're angry. I says, no, I'm not. I feel, I, I'm sad. I'm sad with what you're going through. I'm just, you know, I mean, so in other words, a lot of times when people, their anger reflects. And a lot of times people that have been abused, I'll give an example. If you don't respect and love yourself, if let's say, for example, nobody's believed in you. And this is what I, at the culture club, I'll share what I said to the guy who runs the show over there. He says, what do you have to share with the young people? And I said this, believe the best in everyone, trust everyone and be the best you can be. Wow. Because if you don't believe and trust in people, you got nowhere to go. Yeah. Because I don't see physical. I don't see that. All I see is souls. It's a garden of souls you're visiting with. Yeah. I don't see physical appearances. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because even with my personal experience, I've noticed that a lot of times when you judge someone just from the mere appearance of them, mm -hmm. you might think that, oh, this is how they are and everything. But then when you actually have a normal conversation with them, you find out that there's so much more to that person behind the persona that they, you know, they give out. So, yeah. and that's, that's kind of the reason why we're doing this too, because, um, at first when we said we wanted to do the podcast, a lot of people said, oh, you're going to talk to the guy who's just dancing, dancing. And I said, yeah, yeah, he's amazing. You know, there's so much more to him, you know, behind the scenes than the dancing. And, you know, you've just proven that to us. So, yeah. so that, that's amazing. Like, oh, every time I'm, I've been with a couple of different people when I drive past you dancing, it's kind of like comedic relief, you know, like you yes. dancing. <laughs> yeah, so well, like, that's now, what... now that people know like the mm -hmm. story, your mom, the gift. It's, well, it's, yeah. joy, it's joy. It really is joy and happiness in motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and... Always, and it's love in motion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my, mom, my mom's your love, mom. you know, that's yeah. what it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's my mom's love through, and really all I am is a medium. Like I'm like, sure a, I'm, like of... a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, I'm like a, like I'm like a portal mm. that, 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 that's moving, that's creating this energy that comes from, you know, from the other side. I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought you were like a crazy guy. Or... Well, no, it's a, it's a combination. Well, there's people, that, they, put it this way, they, 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 a lot of the young people really get it though. I mean, even a lot of the older people, I mean, I connect at all levels. Mm -hmm. You're like with older and younger. I mean, it, it, there's people that are, I would, you know, when you talk about being awake versus being asleep, it's not just to do with, you know, like, you know, people refer to the masks and the vaccines and all this stuff, but let's go back in time and just find out what really it's all about and really what it's about. I'll give, just give an example. This is what I've come to understand. It's very simple. When you talk about faiths, what you believe in, you know, I ask people and everybody has a different belief, right? Mm -hmm. But I, but I say there is only two faiths. Okay. There's only two, they're good and bad. And where you use whatever you've learned to make yourself the best you can be, it's fantastic. But if you use it to judge everybody else around you and compare yourself to other people, it's not good. Because biblically it says comparisons are not profitable. So the only person you can compare yourself to is yourself. The do who you were the day before. That's why it's very important. Like things like don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Uh, very important because if you carry wrath when you go to sleep at night, it's, uh, you know, it's not good. Right, it disturbs. It, 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 it problem, the problem, the issue is negative energy festers and it grows. It's like a cancer. Yeah, 
But usually what I do, there's um, one of the scriptures that says, don't, it says, uh, take no thought for the moral, for the evil of tomorrow is enough thereof. So the evil that comes at you from different directions, you just have to let it bounce off you like, you know, like mm -hmm. to roll off you like water. Yeah. And this is going to bring us to the next uh, segment of this podcast. So before we came here, we put out a question to okay, a lot sure. of our viewers and sure. we said, you know, if you have questions about Bob or if you want us to ask Bob a certain question, let us know and we will ask you. So I'm just going to This will be, be exciting. I, yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah, excited I'm pretty, to hear some questions. questions Live Q&A. <laughs> What's that? Live Q&A. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Q&A. So after party gang, we'll be right back after the break. Stick around. When we come back, we'll go with the questions and answers from the audience. Thank you and stick around. We'll be right back. The After Party Podcast. All right, welcome back to the After Party Podcast. So before we went on a break, we said we had some questions from the audience. So I'll start with this, um, just a little introduction. A lot of you probably know what Wascana Lake is, but if you're listening to this from outside Saskatchewan, you probably may not know what Wascana Lake is. Wascana Lake is this place, it's like popular in Regina, where, you know, everyone goes to hang out and, you know, there's birds and there's all kinds of creatures. So somebody mentioned and said they wanted to know how you felt so comfortable about jumping into the lake all summer or like at least at one point. That lake stinks, Bob. Because, yeah, that, that lake has a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yuck it depends on where there's an aerator underneath there. Actually, in fact, that water isn't any, more, any dirtier than long. Like because of the aeration they have in there, it's actually mm -hmm. long lake in certain places is just as, just as bad as... As Wascana. You sound like you'll be doing it again. I, well, put it this way. I, the reason I, de the reason yeah, I jump into Wascana is because I get overheated in the summertime. I heat up and I have to cool down. So and is like, there no other places you could have gone to? Like, I mean, you could have gone to like a swimming pool or anything. No, but this is the winter, you... the winter I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. in, the, in the summertime, mm -hmm. when I'm dancing there, oh, okay, well, they don't want me to dance at the, you know, put it this way, dancing at the pools. I mean, I... I was dancing at Buffalo Meadows Pool, like okay. for entertaining the young people, you know, dancing and generating some good energy there. Yeah. But generally, how Wascana started, uh, like literally when the COVID hit, right? I thought, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to use the gift of my mom because before it was all indoor dancing, right? Yeah. When COVID hit, I said, well, I'm going to go out to the park at Wascana. I'm going to dance like crazy every day. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, I, one day I danced in a blizzard for 10 hours outside. The, 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 literally, the snow was blowing in off the ice on the lake. And I called the radio stations that time and said, I'm out here dancing, generating some good energy. So <laughs> anyways, after this started in March, right? When COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And then by April, while Rob Vanstone was walking down, he said, he said in, in April, April, April 24th, did an article 2020. It's in, and he interviewed me and he did an article called Dancing Bob Riggs, Jordan, West Canada. And then after that, you know, the, I'll tell you, some of the police came up to me and said, oh man, we really respect you. I mean, a lot of my friends, put it this way. They, 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 then people knew why I was dancing out there, you mm. know, it, for positive energy from the love of my mom. It's yeah, actually the, the stuff that mom, I mentioned yeah. to you about the love was already mentioned that it was for my mom. And, uh, but again, he couldn't write the thing about, you know, when I danced across the country with Def Leppard, yeah. he couldn't write the thing where I wanted to, you know, take down Trudeau because that sounds like the voice. And even when I say that to people, they think, are you crazy? He says, no, I'm not crazy. I believe anything can happen. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like anything can happen in this world. Yeah. So when, when if we go back to the Wisconsin thing, okay, when you, when you jumped in, yeah. was there any point where you felt a little concerned about what was in the water? No, no, at all? not at all. Like, not did you all. fear for your health at no, all? No, or not at all. Nothing? Not at all. Well, what, you, you know that I swam across Wisconsin back, eh? 
Wait, what do you mean, like across? I, I swam. Oh, like I swam right across oh, Muscat and back. No, That's I did not know. A guy recorded that. Oh my god! How long did you type? If you type it, <laughs> your sign says "Don't swim," right? You're not supposed to swim, right? Yeah. So I said, "Well, my grandpa swam in this, so I'm going to swim across." So, anyways, I swam across, and when I got off the other side, I got out of the water. This guy was on his little little scooter thing. Yeah. And next thing you know, I had a conversation. Yeah, I just swam, swam across, and I'm going to. How long did that back. take you? Well, just wait. What, what he said was, he says. You, I had in in the thing. So if you go on, if you know the people, if you go on YouTube, mm -hmm. just type in Dancing Bob, Wascana Lake, it shows up. The video is there. And anyways, when I got to the other side, got out of the water and he's talking with me and says, well, I'm going to go to the other side. And he says, well, I'll record you at 10 minutes. It took to swim back to the other side. Wow. wow. I got out of the water and, uh, but again, those kind of things. You guys didn't know that, eh? No. So I surprised you. And the thing is, Wascana water doesn't hurt you at all. I shower. It's actually the chlorine in the water in the in the pools is worse for you in the Wascana Lake. Honestly, mm. I get mm. more reaction to the the chlorine in water than I do from from you know whatever they put into the lakes. Okay. Wow. Well, now you mentioned while you were talking, and this even brings us to the next question. Okay. You said you were dancing outside in the blizzard, and then you called the radio station, and you know. So like at that the time, the radio stations were my friends. After the yeah. COVID hit, they weren't my friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how come you were dancing? And uh, this was the next question. Someone asks is, how are you not freezing dancing outside with only shorts and shoes, even in the winter? Like every single time I see you, like sometimes it's cold, like crazy yeah. cold. And you're just shirtless and dancing. Okay. Like, the re where the re do you get the, the energy? Heat from? The energy comes from above. Okay. okay. It comes through me because literally when they say a norm, they, when they tell you, like one of the, one of the, one of my friends told me that. Today, it's the, with the wind, skin freezes in three minutes. I was out in front, you know, and I were going into the ledge. I was at that spot for two hours dancing in Holy my bathing suit. It never, never froze, never froze nothing. Damn. No frostbite, no nothing. I, don't, I had my gloves I don't and understand. my earmuffs and my, it looks pretty funny with my earmuffs understand. and my gloves and my shoes. And you don't feel nothing when you're dancing. I don't feel, when I'm dancing hard to music, I am not cold. I'm not cold at all. Wow. I don't even feel, and when the, you know what the best thing is when, when the sun is shining, especially, I mean, people ask me, uh, "How come you got such a tan?" I says, "Well, because I started fe I started February." <laughs> you pretty much tan almost all year round, because even when, <laughs> as long as the sun is shining, you're outside dancing. Well, when I when I was we when um, getting getting back to Grandma and Grandpa, we live with Grandma and Grandpa, mm -hmm. but we has the cottage out at the beach. So we moved out there for the summertime. So I spent July and August. I learned how to swim by watching. Everything, mm -hmm. every sport I learned, I learned by watching. I was really never, I was more, I'm a, I person, I learned by watching rather than, yeah. sort of like, you know, how, you know, a you know, pianist might, but some people read by notes, some people, yeah. you know. Visual like, or audio. By ear, yeah. you know, by yeah. ear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, do you have any kind of, I don't know, morning routines that you use to like prep yourself before you go out into the cold? Like, do you? I don't know, meditate or like you, you mentioned earlier that you do cold showers. So is that I part cold, of your I cold, well, cold, cold showers, maybe I go to the pool, like the cold showers to wash the chlorine out of my pores. And then I hot sauna, mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, to relax. But, but normally in the, normally my routine is I get down in a low position, like a, like a, like a, if this is the position I tell kids for all sports, is this the position like this? I tell them you stand like this for half an hour. That's yeah. all your core, right? So I do all my exercises from that position. So I guess if you said my warning ritual, it involves that, and then arm circles, mm -hmm. um, truck twisters, um, uh, going like this, some things I used to do in football, 
a push-ups usually it's a funny funny story <laughs> with lifeguards last while i've been challenging the lifeguards it says how many push-ups do you think i can do so it said but anyways it didn't so they said one said 20 one said 40 Anyway, so I started doing push-ups, and I said, you better count, because I don't keep track. He <laughs> says, well, you stopped counting after 50, the one guy. You 50 straight? I can, do a, I can do more than that. Let's see 20 right now real quick. 20? You want 20, me to do 20, 20 right now? Oh, my God. Exclusive. Okay, 20, 20 right now. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I like Ready? this. Okay. For those of you who are not watching, if you're listening in your car or whatever, we just made him do some push-ups, so that's pretty feel a bit warmer now. <laughs> well, no, my calves is genetic. My dad's calves were twice, would like literally just about twice as big as mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I have to put it this way. I have a comedy again. My dad was a, a fantastic athlete, and my mom was a dancer, so the combination of those two gifts. Yeah, yeah. So where do you get? This was the next question, and I think you probably already touched about uh, touched on this, but. Someone said, where do you get all of your energy from? Okay. Well, it definitely comes from the spirit. It's a spiritual energy. Mm. It's a, it doesn't come, well, put it this way. I'll give you an example. You want to know how Bob starts his day? Yes. One day, uh, it, in terms of one of the day, it, refined sugar is not a good thing. Okay, I can tell you that right off the hop. So if you don't eat my, my breakfast this one morning, this is before I went dancing in the summertime, it started, I had avocado, uh, walnuts, um, uh, hard-boiled eggs, and one of the other things, one of the best things for you, people are is unpasteurized cheese. I buy, mm. I buy literally the other day. I went to Dad's Organics and I bought sixteen blocks of it. My my girlfriend wow. really likes this too. Unpasteurized cheese, really good for the guts because it's got the bacteria in it. Yeah, you know they t- you know they talk about all this antibacterial stuff. So, anyways, after that, I danced for nine hours straight, Holy without shit. stopping. And I wasn't, I never drank, drank a drop of water and never ate any food. And after it was done dancing for nine hours, I wasn't hungry or thirsty. Like I was no. watching your little, uh, like what you were eating earlier. And I was like, damn, like it's pretty interesting. Like you get your energy, like, cause. Well, I usually start off with one of the guys, there's a fellow named, uh, put it into it. There, there's a fella that's, uh, uh, you know, really good guy. Very, very big build. He hangs out at the park. I won't mention his name, but it basically it's, um. He basically told me to get the blood flowing initially, honey and garlic. So that's when I start off with honey and garlic. Honey and garlic. Yeah. And then I go from there and then again, that other stuff. So I'd have honey and garlic, but there's other stuff that I had over there. There's some, some stuff I had at one time called Green Up. There's some stuff I bought at uh, another place, uh, greens and reds. And, but a lot of times, I'll tell you, another guy when I was in Winnipeg, he told me that, you know, a lot of times the life force in the foods, you know, when you have these supplements. Mm-hmm. He says the actually eating those fruits and vegetables, just raw fruits and vegetables is the best thing. Mm. I mean, I'm sharing different things. I mean, I, I listen to everybody. And what I do is I incorporate, because everybody has a different viewpoint. Perspective, You have yeah. to go, basically everybody's body's different. Now, the thing for me is my blood has a very high water content, extremely high water content. So I can't take blood thinners at all. That's why when I had a heart attack and they put me on blood thinners, yeah. they put me on, uh, you know, like blood pressure pills. I mean, like literally, I went to the Lawson when I was on the uh, like I what after I had the, 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 you know that I had this heart attack, I I went to the Lawson. I worked out. My blood pressure was down to eighty something over forty something. That's how low oh, my blood pressure really was. And right, I'll tell you what, where I am right now. Okay, right now my blood pressure is one eighteen over fifty nine, and my heart rate is fifty beats per minute. Wow. So like and you, I, you're no doing pills. way I went off better. All the pills. I went off all the like literally I five pills. I went off. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Yeah. I had to take a stand at that time against. 
my cardiac specialist who said, oh, you got to stay on these pills. I says, I'm not staying on these pills. I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no way. You know I mean? I'm going to live and I'm going to make a choice to live. Was that I mean, a traumatic experience for you or a heart attack? Like, yeah. Like- uh, that was actually, it was the only way, I put it this way, it was actually a blessing, the heart attack. How so? It's a blessing because it, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did after that. You know, the, the, my mom, my mom and my mom, my, my mom's sister were in palliative care at the same time. Okay. And I went up to visit my mom. How I had my, I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> what did you do with my heart attack? I walked from the north end of town five miles. Okay. I was coming to work, went up to see mom in palliative care. She hadn't been able to talk the day before because her system was shutting down. So I said, uh, earth to mom, earth to mom, are you there? I love you, mom. And she said, I love you, Bob. And I went up the door two blocks away. I was scanned on seventh Avenue. I felt chest pains. I thank God because you say, God, you're allowing me to feel my mom's pain, but she's having a heart attack. So the pain went away. Two blocks before Albert Street, I felt chest pains. My arm went numb. I felt nauseated, dizzy. Uh, So anyways, uh, they, like, like I sat down and it was five to eight at work. I called one of the guys here to pick me up, take me to the hospital. And even in the hospital, I said, I don't know whether I'm having a heart attack or my mom is. And so they, they suddenly, they, they took me into this room and next thing you know, it was my heart attack. So they, they literally, they put a, they, like I was laying on the table there and they're shaving down in the lower area because it might go up the groin. They ended up going yeah. up my wrist. But uh, anyways, they um, shaving down here. I said, we better shave the whole thing. And I made the nurses laugh. I said, better shave the whole area because it's going to look awfully funny if you don't. <laughs> so they said, we don't do that here. <laughs> and then what's crazy is normally people are awake for this procedure. I fell asleep. I woke up at 10. So in other words, the, the, the heart attack. You know, all this went down between seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. And by 10 to 11, they'd put a stint in me. I yeah. had a total blockage in the left anterior descending artery, which is, it's called the mother artery. Wasn't that interesting? Uh, so what I felt was, it was like my mom gave me a heart transplant. If there's one thing that I like about you is um, you always try to bring people together. And even at times when people are like fighting against each other, because the first time I met you was two years ago. And I think this time around, this was like when COVID was like a big thing and yeah. all that. And you you just told me that, hey, if you ever want to have people over, like if you wanted to like bring people around, let me know and I can make it happen. And that's one thing about you that's just really different that I find. So like, is is that how your mom was? Like, would you say you got that from from your Well, the biggest thing, well? my mom and dad invite, we had our property out at the beach. They mm-hmm. invited everybody. Yeah. And we didn't have big parties, yeah. but we would have, you know, like family would come friends it was always small gatherings the dad was never about dad never believed in whining and dining for yeah. business one location Indian, where, where were you raised were you raised in regina raised in regina oh okay street oh wow the house the grandpa built in 1928 and i said then we moved out to the beach when i was 16 so that was our home out there mm-hmm. yeah this this as well like this this uh facility this was for your family as well this well this was well when, when what happened was when my dad had pancreas cancer we didn't own this building he put things in the works to make sure we owned it so we were totally uh-huh. free that's why i had the ability to be free right he gave me my freedom that's amazing sounds like a great dad yeah well, you talked about energy, though. I was wondering mm-hmm. if I was going to share a story you might quite find interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is to do with the culture club. Uh, one of the security guards there came up to me and says, you know, Bob, it's amazing having you here because when you're here, we have no incidents. We don't throw anybody out. When you're not here, there's all kinds of people. They're the clicks, the clubs. But what it is is it gives a focal point of positive energy and love. Mm-hmm. And they focus on this, and suddenly the energy that's coming from me, that's coming from my mom to, the, to everybody, even though they're, even though they're, they, they, some of these people are, 
you, you drank way too much. When you meet someone new for the first time, would you say you connect with them more on a spiritual level? First spiritual. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't look at, well, you know, when I look at, let's say for example, there's all kinds of weird things that happen in the bars. Mm -hmm. This one girl wanted me to dance on her lap and she wanted me to sit on her lap. I says, no, no, she wanted, <laughs> she asked me for my phone number. I says, well, I don't carry a phone. So that was an easy out of that. So, <laughs> but it's kind. like, but you know, the, the, the biggest thing is when you're melding energies, right? It's, it's energies on a spiritual level, the physical. I mean, it's like the, I don't, my whole life, I've never, you know, like in terms of lust, you know, when they talk yeah. about lust, I don't lust after anybody. I love people, spiritually love people. I love their souls and their spirits. And that's all I see. I mean, when I'm dancing, all I just see is energy fields. I mean, I don't, I see the people. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, it's energy fields that are melting. That's all. And I see the flows of energies. That's why I even like the comment the security fellow made yeah. about my energy making things better because it's an energy that's contagious it's trans it it like it like it connects everybody it, it's a, it's an amazing amazing gift and it is a gift so now to round off on the podcast <laughs> well this has been a pleasure thank you very much if we have to summarize if you had to give like one final statement to the viewers people who are listening or watching this podcast about yourself or just like a last message to them what would you say to them about you or about life in general i would just say just give of your, give of your, give the best you can of, to everybody. Be the best. Put it this way, look after yourself. And when you look after yourself, you can look after others. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you very yeah, much. It's been a coming. pleasure. And thank I'd like you. to say you're definitely a friend of the show. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely. This is actually the first time we've given anyone merch on this show, like an actual hoodie <laughs> soul. Well, see, you're not even trying, you see? You, and you put it this way it's not a bribe either no it's no a, it's just it's a birthday gift it's a birthday it's gift exactly <laughs> yeah well thank you everyone this has been amazing like i said earlier if this is your first time listening to this show make sure you follow us please subscribe and tell everyone thank you very much have a wonderful day everyone and we will see you on the next episode bye peace out boop, boop. have a good one Okay, After Party Gang, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you had as much fun as we did watching or listening to this podcast episode. Make sure to follow us on all of the different platforms you're on. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already done so. And if you really enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review, okay? It only takes a few seconds. Just go on Spotify, just go on Apple or wherever, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast and just leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing and also feel free to share this with your friends, with your co-workers, with whoever you like. Let them get on this program with you and, you know, let's have as much fun as we've been having. Thank you guys. We truly appreciate all of you sticking with us and we will see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful day or night. Bye! Podcast.